Stillman, start your engines. Uh, here's the way that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. And uh, just a beautiful time of year to be in Florida. I'm just loving this weather. It's been a little bit warmer than it usually is at this point, uh, as far as the afternoons go. But I really am loving uh, this cooler weather, and uh, I hope you uh, picked up the time change here. Uh, I know. Uh, I think what saves me every year is the uh, my cell phone <laughs> picks it up. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, going through the house, resetting the all the clocks and the microwave in the oven and the different clocks I have, and uh, then I have clocks here in my studio. Uh, that are still off by an hour and <laughs> have to go in and change those. And then probably the worst one of all is the clock in my Jeep, because I never remember how to actually change that. <laughs> and uh, that's the one that I struggle with the most. But in any case, great to have you with us tonight. Uh, got a lot of news to get into in our broadcast. Uh, remember, the website is christianmoney.com. And if you want to correspond with me, my best email is jim at christianmoney.com. Well, I don't know about you, but I am excited about the holidays coming up uh, this year. Uh, I'm getting ready to put my Christmas tree up here this week. I know it's early, but I want to do it and get my, get my Christmas tree out this week. And I'm also going to be putting up my Christmas lights uh, in the yard. I don't do a lot with Christmas lights, uh, but what I have been doing uh, the last couple of years is I just put out these really beautiful blue lights and they're sort of animated. So they flash on and off and they do different things. And I just put those up in my uh, in my hedges in front of my house. And also I have a small palm tree that I put them in. And that's it. That's all that I do. But it looks very classy, very uh, tasteful. I'm not going to do anything crazy like get the big blow up Santa Claus or snowman or get the uh, the Grinch. But I, I do love that Grinch they have at Home Depot. I think it's like 200 bucks. They've got a Grinch that you can buy to put on your front lawn. But uh, in any case, the election is Tuesday. And the one worry I have about this election, I think it's sort of a foregone conclusion. It's going to be a massive red wave. But that being said, there might be some conservatives that stay home. And where this will affect conservatives is obviously in these states where things are neck and neck. Uh, we need every vote. And so it's important that everybody gets out to vote on Tuesday. And I know it's not as exciting as a presidential cycle, uh, but there are a lot of important races, especially some Senate races, some gubernatorial races. It's important to get out and vote on Tuesday. And if you're not sure of who to vote for, I know sometimes this can get confusing in your in your own state or your own location. You're not sure, you know, do I vote for this amendment or not? Do I vote to keep this judge in or not? And uh, for me, I have some really well-connected friends politically. 
one of my neighbors, in fact, uh, I just asked him, hey, can you give me a sample ballot? Uh, obviously, I know I'm, I'm voting for Ron DeSantis. Uh, obviously, I'm voting for Rubio. So I, I know all the headliners, but I don't always clearly uh, follow, you know, retaining certain judges or amendments, those kind of things. So so get with somebody in your neighborhood that lines up with you politically and uh, get their input. And it's always good to do the sample ballot in advance so that when you go in uh, to vote, you're you're clear as to what you're going to do. And uh, you can get your sample ballot, uh, you know, typically online. Uh, my good friend here in my neighborhood, uh, if he's watching Bert, <laughs> he always yeah, gets me one and fills it out and tells me what to vote for because he follows uh, everything, all of the local stuff, the amendments, the judges, all of that stuff, which uh, honestly, I don't uh, keep track of some of the uh, mid or or smaller issues that are on the ballot. So one of the uh, questions right now is when will Trump announce and the speculation was growing that he may have even announced before the midterms. But it looks like the plan is that he's going to wait for the midterms, um, you know, to be completed. Obviously, there'll be a big red wave. He'll be able to come out uh, right on the heels of that. So they're talking about maybe a week or so after the midterms, Trump will announce and that'll be early. And what that will do is give Trump a lot of momentum, but it'll also put pressure on Biden. I, I really don't think Biden is going to run for another term. I could be wrong, but I just really seriously doubt it. And I think that'll give Trump some momentum uh, because clearly he's going to be the nominee if he does throw his hat in the ring, which it appears that he will be. And that'll uh, give Trump a lot of momentum, you know, going into 2024, because there's going to be some degree of of uncertainty and chaos among Democrats uh, not knowing who is going to be their candidate in 2024. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, there are a lot of uh, names being mentioned, and there's still speculation about Biden uh, may run. I think, though, one of the most interesting things is how Trump is already going after DeSantis, uh, coming up with uh, a nickname for DeSantis, which I heard was DeSantimonious. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, kind of scratching my head. That's maybe a little bit of a stretch, um, but that's what I had read yesterday. That is a nickname Trump is using for DeSantis. They were such close allies. I, I really hate to see this. I was talking with this uh, about a friend yesterday, just about the infighting among Republicans and conservatives. It's really a shame to see it. Uh, but I think that is probably the biggest downfall of the Republican Party is this infighting uh, more so than it is from an external force, because obviously we have everything going for us going into this next election. I have a new series that I have um, been recording and posting to Facebook. If you want to check that out, it is seven credit myths. And one of the reasons that I'm doing this is because a lot of what I'm doing right now as a mortgage loan officer is helping people to understand why their credit score is where it is. And, you know, we can still work with low credit scores, but obviously it gives you more choices. You can get better rates. You can get a higher loan to value. A lot of things uh, are there for you to um, benefit from if you have a higher credit score. So one of the things that happens is people not understanding how the credit scores are calculated. They end up taking steps. They end up doing things that they think is going to raise their credit score. 
but in fact, it does the opposite. So I'm doing this uh, video series. I've got two of them already posted. There'll be a total of seven credit myths covered in this video series, which is on my Facebook. And you can follow me. Uh, my personal page is already full, but you can still go there because all of my posts are public. So if you search James L. Paris, that's the the my author name. That's the name I use on Facebook. You can find my personal page there. But I also share all of my posts on my ChristianMoney.com page and my How to Pray for a Financial Miracle page. Well, we have a tropical storm coming into Florida. This is a little bit unusual because normally these tropical storms end at the end of October. So it's early November. It's a little bit late for a storm like this. They're saying it's not going to be a hurricane, but there's going to be a lot of rain and some wind. And it's not a big deal except for except for the fact that there's a lot of homes that are damaged from Ian. And so with this storm coming, with all this rain, a lot of roofs are still tarped. They don't have their roof repaired. A lot of people still have uh, damage. There's still, uh, you know, issues from from the flooding. And so uh, a lot of people are getting roof repairs made right now, uh, trying to get new roofs put on. There's a backlog. Uh, so this is going to affect people that already are in a position that they have a leaky roof or they've got some shingles missing, those kinds of things. So uh, that is the concern. Uh, it's not in and of itself going to be a major impact on Florida, uh, but this tropical storm will definitely uh, affect people that were, uh, you know, that are facing damage from Ian and uh, still haven't uh, patched the roof. I'm still seeing uh, in the area people with tarps on their roof, uh, and it's hard to get a roofer. Uh, not only do you have to find a roofer that's available, but you also have to get through the, you know, navigate through the whole process of insurance and getting the money uh, to pay the roofer by getting your claim. Well, this came in uh, earlier, just before the show, the Cary Lake campaign, of course, out in Arizona, uh, her headquarters was evacuated due to a suspicious letter a threatening letter with an unknown substance. Uh, and she's getting a lot of attention as a rising star uh, among Republicans. And uh, right now, the latest poll shows that Carrie Lake has a slim lead of about 3%. And so this is one of those races that we have to watch closely. This is why we can't get apathetic and, and just stay home on Tuesday uh, because we think, well, it's going to be a red wave. Why bother to go out? There are these close races like what's happening in Arizona. Uh, with the Cary Lake campaign. Uh, this is a tragedy. Singer Aaron Carter uh, died over the weekend at the age of 34. Authorities say that he was found in his bathtub uh, deceased. And this is yet another one of these stories of a child star and uh, died at, at just way too young of an age, 34 years old. I mean, he's he's young enough. He could be my kid, uh, age 34. And uh my one daughter, I know, was a big fan of Aaron Carter. In fact, uh, uh, I remember her going to see one of his concerts uh, with my wife uh, many years ago when he was younger, and he was he was a big deal. And uh, his brother Nick Carter was one of the Backstreet Boys, I believe. Uh, but that is a just a bombshell over the weekend in Hollywood. Uh, singer Aaron Carter dead at the age of thirty-four. Uh, what is happening at Twitter? So. I am excited about Elon Musk taking over Twitter, but I have questions. <laughs> I have questions, uh, especially when I heard that he's going to have a mo a uh, moderation panel that he's creating 
Now, there should be moderation in any type of forum like this because you don't want people, uh, you know, using inappropriate language. You don't want people posting porn. You don't want people uh, posting hate. Uh, so there needs to be moderation, no doubt about it. You just can't have a free for all. You can't release the hounds of hell and just let anything happen. That's that's just not good business. And and obviously he can't uh, make this a moderation free zone. But it does raise questions about how much uh, filtering there will be and what people will be or will not be allowed to say on Twitter. So we're, we're kind of holding our breath uh, to see what, in fact, happens, who will be on this moderation panel. But this news uh, coming in uh, just moments ago, uh, an article that I read about monetization of Twitter. So Elon Musk is saying, obviously, there was this big controversy over the last week or 10 days about people having to pay a small fee to have a verified account on Twitter, something like eight. At one time, it was they were talking about $20 a month. Then it was $8 a month, and a lot of people were upset about it. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be closer to $8 than it's going to be to $20. But this monetization uh, is really interesting to me. Uh, what we're talking about here is a way for you to be able to make money from your Twitter account. And Elon Musk says that, that a, a variety of forms of monetization will be made available on Twitter. And so this means just like, you know, you can make money on YouTube by posting videos. Yours truly is banned from YouTube <laughs> because uh, they don't they don't like the content that I post. So I'm no longer uh, on YouTube. Uh, but in any case, uh, Twitter's going to offer a monetization model. And they're saying from all kinds of content, you'll be able to make money. So as you build followers and you have views and you post videos and different things, to your account and you have eyeballs coming to your account, you'll be able to earn money from that. So that to me is very interesting. I, I am very interested in that. I love this idea of people being able to be content creators and earn an income stream from that. And of course, I've taught internet marketing and internet business for years. And uh, this monetization uh, concept uh, coming to Twitter, uh, I think is fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to that. But I am still holding my breath a little bit. I'm a little bit skeptical still about this moderation panel and who's going to be on it and what they're going to uh, put in place as far as limits on free speech. The movie pass is coming back. I used to have a movie pass. I don't know how many of you watching and listening were movie pass people. I had one for a while and I really did love having it. It was the idea, if you don't remember, was you could pay a monthly fee. I'm trying to remember back in the day if I was paying something like $20 a month or, or something like that. And I, you could see unlimited movies. You could see a movie a day and you just paid a flat fee of like 20 bucks a month. So they're coming back with a movie pass. It's going to be relaunched this week. Now, they're saying it's going to be different. You're not going to have unlimited movies. You're going to have a certain number of credits per month. And depending on the market that you live in, you're going to pay between 10, 20 and $30 a month and you'll get so many credits. So you won't get to see a movie every day, but you'll get to see multiple movies per month. And they're not telling us yet how many movies will be included, but you know, it's it's an interesting idea. I like going to the movies. I really do. It's a lot of fun. And I've been going to movies lately. 
there are, you know, times of the year, like coming up with the holidays and everything where there's a lot of great movies that come out and it's a lot of fun uh, to go to the movies with friends, but you just got to do the math on it, right? It's just like a lot of things. It's like buying that health club membership or any other membership that you buy. Is it worth the money? So uh, for example, I just got in the mail or I just got in my email a couple days ago that my Barnes and Noble membership renewed. It's 25 bucks. That's not a bad deal because I buy a lot of books. I hang out at Barnes and Noble a lot and you get all these coupons and you can get, I think when you renew, you get like a coupon for some free coffee and different things. So it's 25 bucks a year. I like it. I, I love having the Barnes and Noble. I've had it for years, but you've got to do the math on these things. So, you know, if it's 30 bucks a month, just as an example, if you're in the, one of the higher price markets for the movie pass, if you pay 30 bucks, then you got to say, well, how much is it to go to a movie? I know around here, it's still only about 12 bucks to go to a movie. So how much would I be willing to pay? I don't know. Um, I I would probably pay 10 bucks a month if I could go to at least two or three movies a month. I think that would be good uh, math for me. That would make the numbers work. If it got to be 20 a month, I don't know because I'm not sure I go every month to at least two movies. Maybe I would if I had the movie pass. There's always the question of, you know, is there anything worth seeing? Is there anything out there that I want to see? And then, of course, with all the great, wonderful content we have online now with Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, all these other options. And you can watch on your beautiful 4K television at home on demand. Uh, it's it's, you know, movies have competition now, but I don't know. I would go for 10 bucks a month if I could see at least two movies or three movies for that. And then maybe I would plan uh, to get out there and see two or three movies. Well, as much as people are predicting it, real estate is not crashing here in Florida. Uh, it is crashing. Uh, and let's not use the word crashing. It is coming down in some of the blue states, no doubt about it, uh, due to high interest rates, due to what's happening in the economy. But one of the things I am noticing here uh, in, in Florida is that sellers are becoming more reasonable. So we're not seeing prices, you know, crashing or anything like that, but we are seeing deals come together. And this is great for those of us that are actually in the real estate industry, because with deals coming together, what that means is that, uh, you know, you can go to a seller and say, look, uh, you're asking uh, $400,000 for this house. Would you be willing to pick up uh, maybe $20,000 of closing costs? Would you be willing to drop the price a little bit? And deals are coming together because there is not as strong of a seller's market as there has been. You have less buyers in the market. Here in Florida, we still have an inflow of people. So it is the net inflow of people that is pushing the price of real estate higher. And we're not seeing prices dropping, really, but we are seeing uh, sellers becoming more flexible and so this is helping those that are in the real estate industry to, uh, you know, bring these deals together. Uh, so many times you'll have an offer rejected. You'll have multiple people competing and bidding on the same property. That's still happening a little bit, but not as much as it was. Uh, so if you've been sort of sitting on the sidelines waiting for a window of opportunity to get back in, now's the time to look at it. And um, if you use a good loan officer, you can still get a decent interest rate. Uh, some of the rates you're seeing in the news are just way exaggerated uh, in terms of where rates really are. If you have a good loan officer working for you to uh, help you to shop it out and get a good deal on a rate. 
so this might be a good time if you're looking at Florida uh, to jump into the real estate market. And then we'll close it out with this reverse mortgages as a bailout. Uh, this is interesting because most of the time when we think of a reverse mortgage, and I have a bunch of videos online about reverse mortgages if you want to find out more about what they are. Most of the time, what you see is this idea of a retired couple kind of going into their retirement years and they need some extra money, maybe for travel. Maybe they want to go on cruises. Maybe they want to spend more time seeing the grandkids, those kind of things. So it's always portrayed as a way to access your home equity to sort of live this better lifestyle during retirement. But one of the things that I've started doing is looking at reverse mortgages as a bailout for homeowners that are in trouble. And uh, I talked to somebody today. Uh, they're they're the exact age. They're they're going to be 62 shortly and they have a paid off house and they're really, really going through some tough times financially. And they have tried to get a mortgage. They can't because they don't have the income to justify getting a mortgage, but they have the home equity. So what do they do? Well, a reverse mortgage can be an interesting bailout option. That is to take your paid off house and actually turn it into a reverse mortgage, get either a lump sum of money or a monthly payment and uh, get yourself in a position where you've got a place to live for the rest of your life. And you've got either that lump sum or that that income you need not to be out on cruises and traveling and doing all those kind of things. That's fine, too. But uh, to bail yourself out, uh, even people that are currently currently behind have a small mortgage that they're behind on and they're looking at maybe losing their house to foreclosure. A reverse mortgage can be an interesting bailout option for a homeowner that is in trouble and is struggling financially. So something to think about a different way of thinking about reverse mortgages. Uh, certainly uh, something that I have um, uh, actually brought up two times uh, in the last week, uh, as I have uh, talked to people that are struggling. Uh, so just a different way of, of thinking about it. And uh, of course you do need to be 62, but there are some programs now that are working with people that are younger than 62. So there still uh, are a few options out there for those that are just a little bit younger than 62. Or if you are 62 or older and you're married to someone that is not 62, uh, there are programs uh, that can accommodate uh, your, your spouse being younger than the 62 traditional age. All right, that's all we've got for you for this week. Uh, if you've got a, a topic or a question you want me to address, feel free to send me an email, jim at christianmoney.com. The website is christianmoney.com. And remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.